0: you have out that sermon notes page as well. Let's turn there and read together from the Heidelberg Catechism, uh, Q&A number 125. When we pray in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Uh, we learn how to pray, and that's what we want to focus our hearts on tonight, how to pray uh, in that petition especially. So question 125, I'll read the question. As always, if you would respond uh, together with me. Uh, with the answer. The question is this, what does the fourth petition mean? Give us this day our daily bread means, provide for all our physical needs, so that we may recognize that you are the only source of everything good, and that neither our care and work nor your gifts can do us any good without your blessing. Therefore, may we withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it in you alone. One of the uh, great and ancient, uh, most respectable of the Christian church fathers, Tertullian, he was a a preacher in Carthage, uh, ancient Carthage uh, in northern Africa, uh, in what is today uh, Libya. He said that the Lord's Prayer uh, was and is an epitome of the whole gospel, an epitome of the whole gospel, just a little summary uh, of what the gospel is uh, and then a little bit later, uh, one, of his, uh, uh, one, of the, one of those who followed him in Carthage was uh, Cyprian, the great, uh, the great and one and only Cyprian of the ancient church. And he said this about the Lord's Prayer. He said, what can be a more spiritual prayer than that which was given to us by Christ, by whom also the Holy Spirit was given to us? It is a loving and friendly prayer to beseech God with his own word, to come up to his ears in the prayer of Christ. Let the Father acknowledge his Son when we make our prayer, and let him also who dwells within us, uh, in our breast, himself dwell in our voice. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, in other words, uh, we're praying not just Jesus' words that he taught us, and we can read them on a page uh, in our Bibles, but we're praying the very words of the living Jesus who has been raised for us and who now dwells in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so as we pray in faith the Lord's Prayer, what is the Father hearing? He's hearing his Son. He's hearing us, his sons, but in the voice of his eternal and incarnate Son, our Lord Jesus. And so let's pray. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer. Let's learn the Lord's Prayer. We probably have it all memorized, but let's learn it, right? Not just the words, but the meaning of it. And so in the Lord's Prayer, we have seen so far uh, the invocation, that's the opening word that calls upon God, our Father who art in heaven. Then there's a series of petitions of adoration. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And now comes a series of three supplications, meaning requests to God. Give us this day our daily bread is the first one. So there's invocation of God, there's adoration of God, there's supplication, and we'll come eventually in a couple of Sundays to the final declaration for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. And that little word, amen, that sums it all up. And so let's pray the Lord's Prayer and pray the very words of Jesus who dwells in our hearts and pray the words of the Holy Spirit, knowing that God is going to hear us. When we pray in faith, when we ask things that Jesus has commanded us to pray for, and when we ask them in faith to our Father, what's the Heavenly Father going to give us? When you pray in faith, according to Jesus' very own teaching, praying for the things that Jesus commands us to pray for, what's the Father going to give you? He's going to give you the things you ask for. (laughs) If you pray in faith, and you pray according to Jesus' words, He's going to give you those things. Give us this day our daily bread. And so this prayer, this short little petition... Uh, of supplication it's first of all a prayer of recognition just notice that there's two little points uh, to think about tonight a prayer of recognition of recognition provide for all our physical needs that's really the summary of that petition what does it mean to pray give us this day our daily bread it's just a way of describing physical needs physical provision just like the manna in the wilderness just like the water from the rock, just like those basic necessities in the wilderness wandering. Give us our, provide for us our physical needs. Why? It's The why is really what what is the important thing. So that we would recognize, notice the answer says, that you, the Father, are the only source of every good, that neither our care and work nor your gifts can do us any good without your blessing. A prayer of recognition that God is the source of everything good. And that even the things that we do, even the things that we pray, they're meaningless unless God blesses them by the power of his Holy Spirit. So let's look at Psalm 104 uh, just briefly, Psalm 104 uh, tonight. It's a, a prayer of praise and adoration and recognition and declaration, thanksgiving that God is the creator it's a praise for the Creator's creation. And it follows, I won't go through all this, but if you read Psalm 104 and you read it next to uh, Genesis chapter 1, you read them side by side, you'll notice there's a pattern in Psalm 104. It follows the exact same pattern of Genesis 1. The six days of creation and then God resting, the seventh day, that very same pattern is followed here in Psalm and. Four. And just to point that out, you can see in verse number 2 where it describes God as uh, covering himself with light as with a garment. What's the first thing God made? Let there be light. And then we have God who rests on the seventh day, and he rejoiced in all of his works. And then what do you read at the very end of uh, this psalm, verse 31? May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. That's day 7. So go read Genesis 1. Read Psalm 104. And I encourage you to chart it out on your own. You'll see those six days and that one day of rest followed. But for us, just to focus on a couple of verses. We learn here that God is the source of all good in the psalm. God is the source of all good. Look at verses 10 through 12, where in prayer, the psalmist and we say to the Lord, you, the Lord, make springs gush forth in the valleys. They flow between the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. Besides, in the birds of the heavens dwell, they sing among the branches. So he causes water to come uh, down into little streams in the valleys so that animals can have a drink. Notice verse, uh, verse number 13. From your lofty abode, you water the mountains. How does he do that? By sending rain. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your work. Rain satisfies the languages, the earth. And so animals can drink. Uh, the earth is satisfied with rain. And then you look at verses 14 and 15. You, again, it's a prayer to God. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock. So just pause there and, and just for a moment think about that. Look at that language. We call this causal language, you cause the grass to grow for the livestock. Now, for those of us who've had backyards that are mostly dirt, but then we had grass, how does grass, how do we make grass grow? How do we have a backyard with grass or a front yard with grass? What do we have to do? Well, of course there's photosynthesis. (laughs) But what do you have to do if you have dirt? What do you have to do to grow grass? You've got to put some seeds down. You probably want to, you know, around here, the ground's really hard, so maybe put some gypsum down first, kind of soften the soil up, maybe break it up a little bit, take the rocks out, and maybe all the clumps of clay, if you've, uh, when we were digging in our backyard, and the clumps of clay were just enormous. Uh, you've got to soften up the soil, put some seeds in, and then, and then what, on top, what do you put on top of the seeds? Some topsoil. And then you might want to sprinkle a little bit of fertilizer on there, and then, then what do you have to do? You have to water it. Um, what if the sun doesn't come out? What if it's covered by, by, by clouds? Is the grass going to grow very well? Probably not. You need, you need photosynthesis, right? You need the sun. So there's a whole series of things, or we can just do the easy way. We can go on Saturday morning to Lowe's or Home Depot, and we can buy the big rolls of grass that they lay out, and you can just lay it out and hope and pray that the roots go down and you will water it good enough and your dog doesn't uh, go, uh, go pee on it and kill it, Right? <laughs> You can do all these steps to grow grass. But look at what the psalm says. You, the Lord, cause the grass to grow. Does God put his finger in the dirt and just pull up every little blade of grass? Well, the answer is yes and no. Yes, he does this, but he uses all the ways that we just described. He uses all the means that are necessary. You need to have some some soil that is uh, amenable to, to grass. You've got to have good seeds. You've got to pull the weeds up. You've got to pull the rocks up. You've got to water it. You need sunshine and so forth. God uses all that stuff, those secondary things, all the apparatus of of what it is to grow grass to cause the grass to grow. So the psalmist is describing it just in sheer causal language that God causes it to grow. But we know that God caused it to grow uh, using all these various uh, ways and all the science of growing grass. And he does so, notice, uh, and plants. He causes plants to to grow for man to cultivate. The grass of the livestock, plants for man. So that, notice, so that, he goes on to say, he, man, may bring forth food from the earth, so food, wine to gladden the heart of man oil to make his face shine, that's they would use olive oil and various oils like lotion, uh, and bread to strengthen man's heart. God causes all this to happen, the water, uh, the rain, the sunshine, uh, the soil, the fertilizer we might say, the seeds, all of it so that we can cultivate it all and produce food and all the good things of this life. And so in an agricultural society like The ancient Near East, where our forefathers lived and moved and had their being, uh, it was easy for them to see this. They would pray and trust the Lord that He was going to bring rain uh, in the early season and the latter season to cause these things to grow. For us, though, we have got to think a little bit more, uh, we got to think harder about this stuff, about the sort of the chain uh, of supply chain uh, to get us food. We might grow a little bit of food here and there, like in a little pot or a little uh, patch in our backyard, kids, but uh, you and I have to think a little bit harder about how God gets us the food that we get to eat every single day. They just, they they saw it as the Lord's hand. God sent rain. God caused the earth uh, to be uh, fertile. God caused the grass, every blade to grow. God caused all the wheat to pop up in the corn so that man could eat every single day. We go to the store, and it's in a package. The milk's in a carton. Well, how did it get in a carton, kids? It took a cow, it took a farmer who had to feed cows and take care of cows, give them medicine to keep them healthy, give them water to drink, give them some space to roam and to graze, they have to milk uh, cows and you have to do it on a regular basis or else they get infected and they can die. There's a whole process. And then that milk has to be pasteurized and it has to be uh, taken care of and it has to be uh, filtered and so forth and then put into machines that then put it into the cartons and then you have to have a little machine that makes a lid and then you've got to put it on a truck. You've got to drive the truck. You've got to unload the truck and put it on the shelves, don't you? It's a whole a lot of things that have to happen. This is all. We can say that entire chain, the supply chain, is the Lord causing Grass to grow or milk uh, to come to us so that we might drink. And so this is all from the Lord. We recognize when we pray, give us this day our daily bread. We recognize God. God is the source of all good. God is the one who blesses us. And, and as it answer says, even the work that we do, uh, the farming that we might do, uh, even the things that God gives to us, none of these things Uh, Can help us. None of them can benefit us without the blessing of God. You need God to bless. So the entire supply chain has to be recognized to be God's, to be His blessing. He causes it, but He also blesses it. The beginning, and the end, and all the middle, it all belongs to Him. So it's a prayer of recognition. Give us a daily, daily bread. Recognize God every single day. Every time you take a, a, a bite, a drink, recognize God. Secondly. This is a prayer of trusting. That's that little, uh, that little end part of the answer there where it says, therefore, may we withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it in you alone. Uh, look at verse 27. Look at verse 27 uh, briefly. After listing all these animals and all the various parts and places of creation uh, there in those verses that we just read and also as he continues on, Uh, But notice in verse 27, these all look to you. All the animals, the hills even, the ground, human beings, all of us, all of God's creation, these all look to you. Who's the you there? The Lord, right? The Lord. These all look to you to give them. Again, notice that it's just spoken of as if God himself just sends down food like he did with the manna. Although it might take that long chain, but yet it's God who sends it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hands, they are filled with good things. So notice that. It's a prayer of trust. Give us this day our daily bread. Because all of us, like the animals, like the creation, like everything else that God has made, we look to the Lord. We look to him. But then also notice in verse 29, there's this beautiful imagery of God opening up his hand, and, and uh, his hand is sort of like a cornucopia on Thanksgiving, and everything just kind of flows out of his hand. But when you hide your face, they, meaning all creation, and we too, are dismayed. God's face is a face of blessing us and shining upon us, but when he hides his face, they, creation, human beings, are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirits, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. That comes right from Genesis, where the Spirit of God hovered and gave life to everything that existed. In the same way, we trust that it is the Lord who is going to bless us and provide for us and care for us and give to us all that we need. Give us this day our daily bread. And so uh, this petition, it's very basic, very simple. Provide for us all of our basic needs. Provide all of our physical needs, all of our tangible needs, Lord. We look to you alone as the one who gives them to us and we trust you alone as the one who gives them to us. You are able to do this, and you're willing to do this as our faithful uh, and our almighty Heavenly Father. And so it's a prayer for you and for me to recognize every day that we are to be in constant humiliation, constantly humbling ourselves, constantly acknowledging God's Lordship, constantly acknowledging His gifts, the necessity of His blessings, that we need His hand and His face and His breath to enable us and to enliven us, and to bless us. And so, let's go out and pray, give us this day of daily bread. Trust the Lord, recognize the Lord, give him thanks for everything that he gives you. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Loved ones, the Lord be with you.